No fucking bitches, no getting money. Well, fuck! What the fuck? There go our weekend plans. Oh my god. Well, fuck. Is that like the only thing I can say? <laughs> well, I think? Fuck. Well, fuck. Well, well, fuck. fuck. Well, fuck. Well, fuck. Well, fuck. Well, fuck. Is it a well fucking? Is what? Are we fucking well? Fashion! He's like, what's over here? Anyway, what's over here? Welcome to What the Actual F, Two Girls, One Podcast. Oh, I so am as well fucked today. I am Harmony. And we'll fuck, I'm Brooke. I'm fuck. Shit, I didn't. Oh, well, I'm not no, Harmony, no, no, but no. I'm Brooke. God damn it. Oh, my intro. I fucked up. I feel so bad. Oh, well. Fuck. No, this is. I'm a dis- I've dishonored my family. Yeah? Actually, I've dishonored my they, family in many other I ways. Say, I don't but. think that they care. They don't even no, listen they, to this they podcast. Awesome. They ignore, avoid this podcast like the plague. Uh, well, hi, ba- Dad, because you do listen to this podcast. So what's hi, up? Bill. Um, today, love you, Dad. We are recording this intro currently because we will be traveling to Lake Wales to talk about twenty-two to zero veteran suicide. What a tripper topic! A, a what topic? Chipper? A chipper. Tripper. I thought you said tripper. <laughs> it's a tripper topic. Get your LSD, kids. Wow. I did. I meant to say chipper, like I don't know. Uh huh. And then it came out tripper. You are digging you... yourself in that hole. Do you, you like another shovel? Uh, I have some chopsticks. Little little grains of dirt at the time because mm-hmm. we had sushi earlier. Anyways, yeah. So we are talking about the twenty-two to zero veteran suicide due to often PTSD. Mm-hmm. Which goes very unhelped by the VA and... Undiagnosed. Usually it's diagnosed or they listen, but they don't care. Yeah. And they're just like, here's medication that doesn't help. I mean, PTSD isn't just medication. Like, medication helps with symptoms, but, like, PTSD takes a lot of therapy. And, like, it's, uh, it's called CBT and, like... Cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, it it takes a lot. Like it's it's not one of those like, boop, here's a medication, like you know, and be on your merry way. And be on your merry way. You know, there are some that we like, uh, we had a neighbor that lived in where we live now because we lived on the other side, and he was a veteran, and he also, as you guys, if you guys listened to the older podcast, we would always be like, oh my god, they're so loud. The thing is, is he was a veteran, he had PTSD, and he also, he hated loud noises, even though he was very loud. A very grumpy man. Um, Dude was a dick. He was, like, cool, but he was, like... Wow, okay. He was a dick because of his PTSD. How was is that hole down there? How are you he liking it? He was a dick because he was a dick. Like, even the one time that I saw him, and I was like, hey, how are you? He, he like, told me to fuck myself. Wow. You know, I was like, 
Hi. Uh, when I first met him, um, you know, when I we moved in at the same time. Yeah, you know, and they they were evicted, um, but we moved at the same time. The VA actually helped them pay their bills, but when they would get money, because they would ask people for money, they asked all the neighbors, as you know, the other ones that we had met, yeah. so that they had asked. Um, to this day, even the landlord has no idea what they spent the money on. Besides, like the VA paid for their rent. They they were supposed to pay for their own electricity and mm-hmm. so forth, but they couldn't pay their bills. The VA offered to help with things, but they just didn't go to their places they were supposed to. Um, but nonetheless, it's not the point. The point is, like, you know, his thing was he didn't, he couldn't handle loud noises, mm-hmm. which I can understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, you and I both have family that have been in service. Um, PTSD comes in many forms. But this man was very rude to anyone. Like, we were both very nice. Like, when I first met him, um, he actually was nice. Mm-hmm. And then I think that was because the landlord was around. Like, he had said, you know, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm glad. To, it's nice to know that the person next door knows how to handle PTSD. With my father having PTSD, I know some of the things yeah. to handle. Um, but from that moment on, he was just real mean. I mean, absolutely just not a nice guy. Slamming doors, hitting the wall for no reason. And I, I mean, you, you know, you and I both see some of the repercussions of his anger. Yeah. He's got, they ripped off, he ripped off some cabinet doors. Um, and that's not just like he slammed it. We have slammed these cabinets on accident. Um, no, he like ripped them off the hinges. Literally ripped off. Yeah. There's a, the bathroom door we had to put back on because he ripped that thing out of the actual like place. Um, yeah, like, it's just, yeah. Um, just not a nice person. And I, I can understand, like, PTSD puts a lot of stress on people. I mean, my grandfather, um, who I still talk to, the rest of my family does not talk to him because his PTSD has gotten so bad and he, he goes untreated. Um, but he had the aversion to loud noises and he was very he was very grumpy and very set in his ways and very everything else, which, you know, comes a little bit with being an old man, um, as he would put it. But also, like, he just didn't know how to cope with everything. And so he just kind of pushed everybody away. And so I saw a lot of that. You know, and I'm, I'm the only one in my family who still talks to them. Because um, I, I reconnected with them when I was 18. Because my family was like, no, you're not allowed to talk to them anymore. Then I was 18, and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, they're I still like family. that's not okay to do. Like, if, that's the worst thing I think you can do is when people have PTSD is to completely back away yeah. from them. You know, like, that's... Unless they literally are like, I just kind of want to be left alone. But at the same time, that still seems like it's not he, the best. He pushed people away. And, like, as someone with mental health, I can, I can identify... I'm sorry, with, did you say that too fast? Yeah? As someone with mental illness, I can identify with this because when your your symptoms start acting up, you get scared. Absolutely. And you... Even if you don't mean to, you You've do, seen me do the same. Yeah. You push people away. Um, you also get afraid you're going to hurt... Not hurt physically them. You're just afraid that your mental illness is going to act out yeah. and you're going to upset break them down and especially when you don't treat it and you you he um denies that he has any he was uh special ops in vietnam um he was in places that we were not in uh-huh. um and did, did a lot of things and everything she else. put quotes there by the way she i put, put quotes in that, remember that, they can't see you yeah sorry um we, he was in places that the u.s government would deny that we were in so there was a lot that he got declassified, and I remember him talking to my mom when he got declassified because she asked him questions, and he was like, I can't talk about that. And she actually got the documents and was like, no, you can talk about this. Because they couldn't seek treatment. 
treatment and they couldn't seek help and they couldn't talk they couldn't even talk to the people that were in their you know group because they were spread out and then you weren't allowed to talk to a therapist you weren't allowed to talk to anything because this was classified and so you had to take everything that happened and keep it inside and you you couldn't talk about it so then it festers and it gets worse and everything else and to the point that you know suicide does seem like a really big option it's it's like um i know there's a lot of people today that you know mental illness is a very big issue and you guys the two top things that cause ptsd and i'm not saying anybody's mental issue is or mental illness or issues are worse than anyone else's but the two top tears for PTSD are war veterans Mm -hmm. and anyone that's been in the service is not just seeing war Mm -hmm. but is you know a veteran um and rape or sexual abuse those are the two top things that cause severe PTSD that doesn't mean that you can't just go through like an abusive relationship and have PTSD you can't be through a traumatic event and have PTSD you know but those are the two top one ones that affect people yeah and I don't know if if of our listeners know how intense PTSD can get, but there are triggers. You know, her and I both have PTSD, and I'm not going to go into what has caused our PTSD because mm-hmm. that is not something that it's not know, something that 200,000 people need to hear. Exactly, but um, we can share that our triggers can happen at any moment. Yeah, you know, her and I have been out in public, and someone can do something. We've been on music video sets, mm-hmm. and we both just kind of go, "Whoa, okay, I'm not in a comfortable moment." Not a space. That's not as, as we'll be in comfortable spaces, but somebody can say, "Do something, move too quick." Or anything, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I'm in a flashback, oh my god. And we'll both, and that's also why we've gotten so close to each other. You know, we know how to comfort the other person, giggity. We know, (laughs) (laughs) we know how, what to say, how to pull that person from that spot, how to be there. And that's a big thing that we can tell you guys is to find a person, find a comfort thing, ground yourself, and remember you're not back in that moment. And one of the things that, like, can... And get a therapist. Yeah, get a therapist. One of the things that can actually pull me out um, is... And, like, we don't usually have, like... We don't usually get triggered at the same time. But if I start getting triggered and you start getting triggered, all of a sudden, like, my protective instinct comes in where I'm like, okay... I need to be okay because she's not okay and somebody's got to be okay. Like, my mom used to say, like, we can't all fall apart at the same time. So you have your fall apart. I'll have my fall apart later. I got to deal with... That's literally what she used to say to me because I used to ask her, like, why are you not emotional right now? She goes, it's not my... You can fall apart. We'll deal with I that. I don't fall and apart then, as... And this is not well, trying to sound... No, that we're no, falling no, apart, I mean, but... I don't... I have a lot less trigger moments, I think, yeah. than you do. But I'm also... It's... I'm, I'm older and mine happened to me later in life but also I mean I have multiple but also I I was forced to grow up just like you you know mm-hmm. but there's I've had a lot more time so when my triggers happen I try to I try to ignore them and then when I fall apart you if you're having the same thing you do step in and you're like it's okay it's okay and I can see that you're holding it back in you it actually kind of helps me a little bit because I'm I kind of have to force myself to be okay and like pull myself out of that moment and then when you do like, I'm like I got you yeah like it's, it's great but um no, um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is I'm actually um, in a relationship with somebody who's currently in the service, and he was talking about uh, the care that they get, and we actually met in Massachusetts like as teenagers um, through mental health services, through state mental health services and everything else, so he's had ongoing, and he's like, the mental health care 
sorry, the mental health care that you get in the service is really subpar. Oh, yeah. It, it's just, you know, like, I met this kid when he was extremely depressed, everything else, and he's pulled himself out of it and everything else, but he's like, the the sir, the mental health stuff that you get in the service is nothing. I, uh, one of my very, very close friends, which I'm not going to say names as they, this person is in current service, and I don't want people doing digging and finding this, you know, because they could get in trouble. Yeah. Um, they're in the service, and uh, a few years ago, they went to their, 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 their on-site um, psychiatrist or therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it would be called because I'm not sure, you know. I, I think it's, it's the one that could have prescribed the meds and take them off of That's their... psychiatry. Thank you. Um, so they went and said, you know, they, they were told that they do have PTSD, like, you know, ongoing... And they asked if they could just for a little while be taken off of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a bit so they could kind of... Take care of it? Yeah. And they were absolutely told no because what they're doing, their job is more important than their mental health. And I am so sorry to say this. I'm not trying to shun any of our, you know... I, I'm not saying that our government is the best because it's not the best, but it's not... I know that they're, what their goal is to try to keep everything in an order. Mm-hmm. But they could have easily got, I believe, someone else, trained someone else. He could have even said he could have stayed where he was for a little while where they trained someone to do what he was doing, even if he had to train them. But in, to the state, like, I saw for a few years the state that it was putting him in, and yeah. he's just now getting in a, a somewhat better place because he's had to do it all by himself. Yeah. And, I mean, he was turning into, like, this broken, <clears throat> angry, not-in-a-good-place person. I mean, completely depressed. Very, anything was pushing him over an edge, but... They flat out told him, no, like, your job is absolutely more important than your own fucking mental health. And that's disgusting. That'd be like you coming to me and being like, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry to all of our listeners, but if you were to come to me and say, I can't keep doing the podcast, it's it's running me down, you know, I can't do it. I'm, and I'd be like, listen, you know, that'd be like me saying, well, no, I'm sorry, all of our listeners depend on us, go fuck yourself. That's Which not me okay. absolutely would not do. I would if never I do want that. it out of the podcast, she be like, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way, absolutely, let me know if you want to come back on, when yeah. you want to come back on, everything else, but go take care of yourself. Yeah, because someone's mental health is so much more important than anything else. One of the things that I think you brought up that I wanted to uh, kind of point on is people don't realize that anger is a symptom of PTSD a lot of the times. That's why you get the grumpiness The we were talking about, you know, grumpiness, the pushing people away, the, the meanness, because you have, you know, people just think it's depression or it's, um, it's triggers. a cycle. You get cycles. Yeah. You get cycles. And, the, but also your life is so miserable with it that you're just bitter and you're just, you don't see any good in the world anymore. You don't, cause you know, whether it's your triggers are fireworks or your triggers are being alone in a parking lot, mm-hmm. you know? It's still, you're constantly... Your triggers can even be someone just giving you looks of certain things, you know, or someone... A name. Yeah, someone looking at you in, like, a even sadness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, your parents can cause PTSD. You know, you could have had a rough time with them. Any, There are so many different triggers. There are so many different things. If it's a veteran, it could be, um, like you said, loud noises. It could be confined spaces. Mm-hmm. It could be... Smells can do it too, like um, gunpowder. Honestly, yeah. There can be sulfur. Um, 
Uh, there's there's a lot, and I mean, if we were to sit here and just name everything, it would probably take forever. But yeah, go ahead. Um, well, my so my grandmother is a mental health professional. She's a drug and alcohol nurse. Um, so when I got diagnosed with PTSD, I was actually staying with her to get treatment up north, um, which was the best thing that ever happened in my fucking life. Honestly, like, hundred um, percent. Other than meeting you, but like, you know, best decision I've ever made. Um, yeah, mine so, was a decision. You were just stuck with me. Yeah, I just had a, it, it was a chance happening that and then has we just became blossomed into an amazing thing. But uh, she said she explained to me and she explained to my parents. She said everybody treats different traumas in a different way. So things that may not be traumatic for you that you can handle, like our seals are screened, our Navy seals are screened for PTSD. Mm-hmm. If you have a predisposition for it or anything else, so that way they can go into these intense situations, which usually they come out with PTSD anyways. But things Make sure that you don't might, have it beforehand. Yeah, things that might fuck one person up a lot more doesn't fuck another person up. So everybody's PTSD is it's different. Like you and I, when we go certain, when we do certain, sometimes you're not great in certain situations, and mm-hmm. I find that sometimes I'm not okay in some, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's our differences it's like yeah. that with them well more like okay so say two people get into a car crash right i i am not good in cars with that exactly. like we like we had a when that person uh, like didn't use their blinker mm-hmm. and i we were in a merging lane i came to the end because it was a fucking backed up area and this i'm sorry to say this you, you know who you are mr white mitsubishi suv <laughs> wow <call him. laughs> i don't even think they listen to this who knows they might i don't know I, Maybe. Um, Fuck you, Mitsubishi, dude. So we were in the end of it because nobody wanted to let anyone over, and I saw an opening, and I was like, oh, I had my blinker on. Yeah. And this asshole goes swerving around an SUV, and nearly, I mean, we narrowly missed hitting them. It was within inches. And I I literally, I screamed for a moment because it threw me back in my car accident, which this car accident was near to almost fatal for me and Andrew because someone had run a red light, and we slammed into them. So if I hadn't reacted how I did, it would have been, you know, but that, that kind of stuff. And Brooke's calm. She's like, hey, it's okay. You know, there wasn't a wreck. You, you got it. You pulled back over. We well, that go. goes back to when you start freaking out. I yeah. And I mean, I was, she could, she had, she literally grabbed my hand. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like hyperventilating for a moment. I was just like, oh my God. She's like, it's fine. I'm like, I, lo- I almost peed. <laughs> That's my go-to. I don't actually almost pee. That's just my like, oh my God, I almost you peed. peed a little. I definitely uh-huh. didn't pee a little. <laughs> that anyone needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> but back to my point, two people can get in a car wreck. One tree, one is fine, can walk away, like not even physically, like they might have gotten hurt and everything else, but mentally they can walk away, they have no issues, they get back in another car in, you know, a week and they're fine. And the other person might have PTSD from the car wreck is That's very... That's like for sure me with the wreck with Andrew too. Yeah. Like I was having night terrors. I literally had night terrors of the truck coming, plowing through the house like chasing me down, like I would, I would wake up in my dream. Vroom, vroom, motherfucker. Yeah, I would wake up in my dream, and I would hear something like vroom, 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 outside my bedroom door, and I would open it, and it was the truck, and it, then I would start running, and it was chasing me down. And then I would ask Andrew, and he's like, "I'm not, I'm sleeping fine." Yeah. And I was just like, "What?" Like I'm like, I can't. I would be afraid in cars. Like I had to drive, mm-hmm. and I was so afraid that everyone was going to start running red lights. That anyone that didn't like, as you, you know, like as soon as I go to start to get over, I still constantly wait a moment. I mm-hmm. wait at lights, like for a moment when it turns green, just make sure no one's fucking running their light. Mm-hmm. I've seen people run lights since, and I'm just like, you're gonna kill someone, <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. It's just you're more aware and you're a little bit more scared. 
It's called hypervigilance. I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a symptom of PTSD. It's called hypervigilance when you're constantly aware. Um, so, like, when I first started getting treatment for mine, I was... Men were, like, a huge trigger for me, and I would be... Whenever there was a man in the room, I had to be aware of exactly where he was. Same. I had to be, you know, everything else because I could, like... And they started treating me for it because they, they noticed I was actually in treatment. And they were like... You should probably be on a women's ward first off. And I was like, yeah, probably. And they were like, okay, but we don't have a women's ward available, so you're just fucked here. Um, and then, but yeah, it's called hypervigilance when you're constantly aware, and it can actually cause physical pain. It yeah. can um, make your neck hurt, it can make your back hurt because your anxiety is so, you're so tense mm-hmm. that it can actually cause uh, physical harm. I didn't know that. I don't know. You don't know. You just, you just shared <laughs> it. I learned, I learned that, um, and it's it, it it's cool. I've always had a fascination with mental illness, like even stuff that I don't have, because it is still so. We're learning so much constantly, and how to get better, and how to because you know, sixty years ago, I would have been lobotomized. You know, or not sixty, seventy years ago, and so it's it's developed, and we've come such a long way with mental health, but. I feel like, and especially... The, 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 uh-huh. Sorry, the shitty thing about that is, you know, things that happen to you and I, the people that would have done it would have completely gone under the radar, mm-hmm. and then you and I both would have been put in a mental ward, and just either electroshock, lobotomized, just straight jacketed, yeah. and forgotten about, and just that was it. Yeah. You know, and now we are out, we're talking to people, we are becoming, like, trying to help. Yeah. And sharing things with the world. I mean, I have therapy on Thursday. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, and I went through years of therapy yeah. with mine. I was hospitalized, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's there are lots of things that... You, there are things people can do. And what, when we do go to talk to... We're going to talk to... Um, what was it? I can't remember. Wretched Few. Wretched Few. Um, it is a biker gang. Um, and their main goal is to get 22 to 0. And... Um, both of our parents, our fathers, were in the service. That's the great thing about that, which is kind of crazy. We've talked about some of those. Her and I were both born at the same hospital mm-hmm. in Germany. It's Würzburg, Bavaria, Germany. And we were born in the same hospital, but it's closed down on a base. But we were 11 years apart. In the same month, too, nonetheless. In November. Yeah. Um, it, it's just crazy that we were actually born in the same place, just 11 years apart. Mm-hmm. In the same month. Like, that blows my mind. It's, it's and we sad. met in, like, a bar. At, it's just, it's, it's in just, Florida. Yeah. Like, all, like, in Lakeland. In Lakeland, yeah. Not, like, some big city. It's like we were in Orlando or Tampa or Miami. Yeah. We were just, like, in Lakeland. But, um, you know, like, I've lost somebody very important to me, to mm-hmm. PTSD. I had... Um, they actually went viral. The push-up challenge was a big thing. Um, his name is Drew Winkler. He is very big. His parents have a foundation called Winkler's Wish, mm-hmm. and he is very important. He was my best friend. Um, we actually had notebooks together where we wrote things. Um, he sent messages talking about his experience in the service, which had to be submitted to the police station, mm-hmm. but... Um, Memorial Day a few years ago, he 
got up while his family was asleep at his parents' house, and he got a gun, and he went into the driveway in his car and shot himself. And oh my God. it, his last post on Facebook was, why can't they just help us? Yeah. And talking about the VA, because the VA just basically gave, you know, a bunch of medication and was trying to treat the symptoms, but still didn't help. You know, they barely listened, they didn't do a whole lot of things, and you know, just a few weeks before, he actually had helped one of his friends stop from killing themselves. And there were several times that we would talk on the phone, and you know, he'd have his moments, but nothing that were very, like, huge call-outs of mm-hmm. anything. Not like, hey, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, you know, he'd have moments of just, I'm sad, but I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. You know, um, it was, I just remember when I got the news, I literally, I walked out of my room and I told my ex that Drew was dead and I just fell to the ground and I started shaking and crying because it was one of those like, it was almost like I felt if I stood up, it, it wouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. Like, but I couldn't bring myself to stand up, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, I can stand up, it's not going to be real, this is all going to be fake. And then when we went to his memorial and I saw him, I was just like, yeah. You know, like, it's just one of those, it's really real. Like, he's not, he's not here. He's not, this sounds really messed up, but so many things go through your head. I'm like, he's not going to sit up and be like, just kidding, guys. Yeah, he's like, not going to sounds... come back from vacation. And yeah. Just, like, like you pop back in your when life. When you see someone so important, you kind of want this, you want them to be like, this is some fucked up joke. I'm just kidding. But you guys are all amazing because you showed up. Like, you really start yeah. thinking all these horrible things that you want to be. Like, you want them to just, like, it's a fake wax figure, and they walk from the back, they're like, hey! Like, no, you, I get that. You I'm, really yeah. want that. Like, you, and you're going to be angry, but you want them to be like, this is a joke. I'm totally kidding. But, you know, it's not. You just, you want any reason for it to not be real. Yeah. And it was, it's still to this day one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with. I have his name tattooed on me. And I have, his favorite movie was Mr. Nobody, which has become one of my favorite movies because Mm -hmm. he begged me when he was alive to please watch the movie. Mm -hmm. He always called me Anna. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And sure enough, I watched it two days after he passed away. And I, it was so, like, it's incredible. But now I have the, there is no life without you and a ribbon for PTSD and veterans mm-hmm. merged together and his mom and I are very close. I did a painting that went up for um, auction at um, a service they had and you know like it's just he was an amazing person and just that kind of stuff is so sad like when it hits that close, not that any veteran suicide isn't close to home for somebody but when it hits that close to home and you realize how many people, 22 is like the lowest, usually I think a day. A day? A day. Jesus. That's the average to lowest. There are upwards of a lot more that yeah. can happen a day. And, you know, the fact that there's suicides, there are homeless veterans, and these are people that, the only reason that we can even do this podcast for you guys is because there are people out there protecting us mm-hmm. that are making sure that things like Pearl Harbor are not happening you know, you might be, quote-unquote, getting, I don't want to say along with everyone out there, mm-hmm. but the only reason we can do these things is because there are people out there protecting us. And serving. And, and, you know, they're not able to talk to their family every day. They're not able to just pick up a phone and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, they're, they're well, my, my friend that's in the service, they're, when he goes out, we can't talk for ages. If we do, it's via email, and people have to read and make sure there's nothing being said that is not okay. I mean, my older brother was just in Afghanistan. 
And you, if you, if you can, if anyone in the family can contact him, it's very hard to. Yeah. And they're actually, when you are away, if you contact them, you can't, there's things that they won't let them read if it can upset them mm-hmm. because of the fact that they have to do their job. And so if I were to be like, if he were to ever get any notice of someone passing away his family, they will not get it until they're done. Mm-hmm. Because they have to have their mind on what they're doing. On the job. So I think that's a little fucked up, but it's, I mean, it's I get it. It's a little fucked up, but it makes sense. But what if they're gone for months and they come back and they're like, oh, by the way, your dad died eight months ago. Yeah. you sorry you couldn't go to the funeral. Yeah. Like, I get it, but it's still kind of, so people have to understand yeah. you know, these things. And that's also why we didn't, we haven't aired this or anything, but with the Westboro back to church we're talking about, mm-hmm. when they go and they picket veterans or even active duty members' mm-hmm. funerals, that shit pisses me off. Yeah. Because the only reason they're even allowed to do that shit is because of those, like, the veterans and that. Like, they're over here just, like, it's not cool. It's not mm-hmm. okay. So, sorry. I had to get no, off you're good. And like I said, her and our, our both, her and our, both of our fathers served, my grandfather We're served. We're army hers. Yeah, you know, we traveled everywhere mm-hmm. so that... I'm thankful for that. I get to travel basically around. The I mean, world I tried to join when I was 18. I did too. They rejected me. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had. Well, I had to take medication and stuff. I had to take medication, and they were like, "Oh, you have a history of mental illness. What kind? Same. Oh, bipolar. Oh, fuck no. No, mine was. Uh, I had because uh, I had P. I was already diagnosed mm-hmm. with PTSD and severe anxiety. So they were just like, "You have to be able to be on a field like out mm-hmm. without any medication." So I had to do like a 30 day without it mm-hmm. and I was having was like mental breaks mm-hmm. so they were like that's not you can't do it yeah, so because no. they'll let you try if you can go 30 days and I, I I literally made it like two weeks and I was having mental breaks they took one they looked at me they were like are you diagnosed with any mental illness I said bipolar they went no they see said, because mine was PTSD well yeah. you can because you could do certain things if you can go 30 days yeah and I was it was too much for me yeah, and that's any medication. My older brother had high blood pressure and had to be on medication. He had to get off of it. Mm-hmm. So, all right, um, this is a long intro. Yeah, but I think it's it's very uh, informing. It is very informing. So our main goal with this, I feel like, is to just bring awareness and also, like, hey, if any VA people are listening to this, like, do your fucking job and maybe <laughs> take care of our fucking soldiers. Yeah, when soldiers come in to talk, fucking listen don't just be like here's I mean obviously help them you know if there's medications need to do it but I've had therapists that have been like I've been like so this makes me upset and they're like yeah uh-huh yep that's a shame mm-hmm. like they, you can tell that they don't care the one you're going to now is actually doing really well the one I go to now Jeremy is fucking phenomenal and I love her but um I like that one thing that I like about her too is when you told her well you know my roommate she's got some mental illness issues but you know, she's she tries to help me, and she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> she was like, that's what you need. <laughs> she, was. she was. I was like, she's a bitch sometimes about my fucking mental illness, because I'll be, like, upset, and she'll be like, fucking get over it. And she's like, she calls me on your shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow. Okay. But, uh, no. You do the same to me, too, so it's totally fair. But I'm lucky in that I have options of, if I don't like her, I have six other places I can go for mental health. I have, you know, different things that I can get. I have everything else. But people need to know, too, is it's not always about, and this is not what you do, yeah. but it's not always about not liking it. Now, uh, now, therapy, you might not like how someone says something. You know, they might, like, if they call you out, yeah. like, your mental illness needs to be treated. If you don't like that, how they're, if they're not listening, yes, go to someone else. But if they're saying, if they're calling you out on using mental illness, 
as a crutch. Yeah. That's a truth that needs to be heard sometimes. Well, that's one of the things that I look for in a therapist is, like, somebody who's going to call me on my shit. Because mm-hmm. I've had the ones that are just like, oh, yeah, and they just, they don't really care. And they're, or they'll agree with everything I say or whatever else. And I'm like, no, I'm a fucking help. idiot. Yeah. I need you to call me out on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, but what I was saying is I'm lucky enough that I live in the free market economy or whatever the fuck you want to call it or whatever. <laughs> free market economy. That's not right. That's not right at all. But I live in that I can go to pretty much any place and get therapy. You know, I'll be waitlisted, but I can change therapists and everything else. A lot of these soldiers, all they can go to is the VA and it's the same three doctors who all don't give a shit, who are all just going to medicate, and they feel trapped because nobody's listening, mm-hmm. you know? Or like my dad said about my mom, because my dad came back with PTSD and everything else, he's like, I can talk to her, but she'll she'll never understand. Yeah. She'll never, you know. So it's great that, and there are support groups out there for veterans and everything else, so like seek those out because you need like-minded people who have been through similar, who have been through all these things. Like, we're going to see the, the Wretched Few. You know, they're all veterans. They're all like-minded. They can talk to each other. They can everything else. And that's, like, the best thing. Well, we are going to end this intro. When we come back, we will have them with us, and we will talk more about it and see what all can be done to help. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so when you guys hear us come back on, we will have guests. Bye! I tried it once before, but I didn't get too far. Felt a lot of pain, but it didn't stop my heart And all I really wanted was someone to give a little fuck But I waited there forever and nobody even looked up Hey, what's up guys? We are back What is good? What um, is good in the hood? I probably should speak up and not mumble I mean, you mumble a lot I- you tend to have things I have mouth. two modes. It's either mumbling or yelling. That's true. But we do have people with us now. Yeah, we're not alone anymore. We're not alone in the world. And they're not imaginary. <laughs> so. Wait, wait, wait. Other than the voices in my head? Yes. Yes. Um, we are joined again with Nikki, a.k.a. Nikki Kirsten. Nikki Kirsten. <laughs> I actually had someone write me and they were like, is your name Nikki or is it Kirsten? And I'm like, for you, it's Kirsten. For yes. me, it's Nikki. She will punch you if you call her Nikki. Nikki. And it's Miss Kirsten if you're nasty. Miss <laughs> Kirsten if you're nasty. <laughs> Anyways, um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, we are the uh, Wretched Few. We are a veteran organization. My name is Reaper. I am the president and founder. I am joined here with my vice president. Vice President Mirrors. He is grabbing his titties, by the way. I want to share that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're a little cold. Yeah, my own heart. I'm keeping them warm. And also my uh, one of my probates, Guido. I probate Guido. <laughs> Hi. You <laughs> see where I get it from. I do. I can. I, I get that now. Um, so we're here to talk about twenty-two to zero. Twenty-two to none. Yes, the ever-growing rate. That is just a a rough number. Uh, the veterans that die by their hands a day. So that's roughly about one every hour. Mm. And. Uh, we're an organization aimed to combat that, to uh, make that 22 to none. And so um, we are the wretched few. Our name derives from the um, few that done wretched things for, for the liberty of this country and for the people. We are a veteran organization. Um, 
a veteran motorcycle club that is, um, but we also allow patriotic Americans that want to make a difference in veteran lives to join us. So you're just got to be a natural born male um, and have a cruiser type motorcycle or over 900 cc. And but we also have the Retrofuel Inc., which is open to anybody and everybody that wants to make a difference in a veteran's life. Um, and it's kind of like a the the ink is kind of like a uh, it's like a support a support element, if you may. Um, you don't have to ride a motorcycle. You don't have to be a male. You can, you can come out and help us do anything that we got going on. Any kind of events or anything we got going on, more than welcome to. The more the merrier. The the more hands is the easier the easier load. A lot of people ask me, you know, you know, with there's a thousand and one clubs out there. Why start your own? And you know, there there are great clubs out there, and we're friends with a lot of them. And you know, it doesn't matter what patches person on has on their back. You know, we're out there to help the veterans that with them. But I. When I, I did 15 years in the military, and I was medically retired from the military, so I didn't have that closure that a person that did 20 or they did four and decided to get out. Um, I was shown out because I was hurt, and that left a big gaping hole inside. I, I loved it. I still would be in today. Mm -hmm. I loved everything about the military, the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the missions, everything. Um, and I wanted to create something which was exactly like that. So uh, I moved here to Lake Wells, didn't know a single person besides my wife, and um, I was looking for a safe riding group, and by chance, her childhood best friend that she's known since she was knee-high, you know, about from five years old. That would, that would be me. <laughs> and... Um, you know, happened to be another vet, and um, he was with uh, another organization, and he wasn't happy with them, and so we sat down and said, hey, you know, let's let's start our own, let's do our own thing, follow our own rules, and um, so we sat down, put what's called a charter together, and designed our patch, and went from there. So I love that you guys have something behind it too. Like you guys are trying to do something that is very important. Like we, when we did our intro to this, we talked about um, PTSD and veterans. You know, both our, um, mm -hmm. our father served, and one of my best friends committed suicide. He had PTSD, and his story went viral because um, he shot himself in his parents' driveway. And uh, he, his post is what went viral on Facebook because he literally said, "Why can't they just help us?" Like the VA. And uh, it's it's pretty rough because that's I mean what they um, I hate knocking the VA because sometimes they do help in certain things but when it comes to PTSD it's almost like they're just here's a bunch of medication I hope it helps. Well, the problem is is that there's two wars mm -hmm. going on and it's still going on today. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of veterans that we're getting out, the VA wasn't really prepared for no. it, and they can help about ten percent. Mm -hmm. And they have great programs. Yes, uh, they, do. they They really do. But there's a lot of veterans out there that don't know about the programs. They don't know if, well, I didn't serve in an active combat zone, so I don't really qualify for the VA, which is all not true. Mm -hmm. You served in the military, you got hurt, guess what? You, you're eligible for the VA. 
And, you know, each of us, suicide, you know, we've lost a lot of brothers from suicide. And that's one of the things that Mears and I, you know, we don't want to see another brother or sister. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Why the nicknames? Road names. Road names. Okay. Road names are used to protect our identities. I love it. I was just wondering, now can I ask why you guys chose them? They weren't chosen for us. They, or we didn't choose our own. They were chosen for us. Do you check your mirrors a lot? Is that why? No. As, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually the reverse of that. You want me to give mine first? Never. You want me to give mine first? Um, it's, no, it's not that I never do. You shut up. <laughs> um, I've actually, um, not, long after, not long after I started riding, um, riding with, with another organization, um, I, I was riding this. I I literally had my bike for 13 days. I bought my bike on Valentine's Day, and I was hit from behind at a red light, um, and it almost killed me. Um, I was hit from behind at a red light for someone that was texting and driving. Please watch for bikers. Yes, watch out for motorcycles. Um, I was hit from behind, and uh, short short thing about it, a lady was doing 40 miles an hour, and I was sitting at a dead stop. I went through. Oh my God. I went through her windshield and off of her windshield, and I landed in the road. Um, but um, it took about six months for me to get my bike back, and I had nothing. I, I didn't have a bike to ride, so I was really missing it. I got my bike back six months to the day after I got my bike back. I was on my way to work, and I was turning left, and a guy hit me from behind. Bam, right same spot. Oh, man. Same, same exact spot on my bike. I wasn't in the same spot of town. I'd avoid that. But uh, So, so <laughs> I got hit twice within six months. And somebody asked me about checking my mirrors. Little did everybody know that neither one was my fucking fault. <laughs> so the, the 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 nickname mirrors came up, and I just you know I needed a road name. And uh, actually, my sponsor from the, the previous club that I was in was like, "Oh, you're gonna be mirrors." And it was before I was patched or anything. He already had a nickname for me, so it was set. And uh, I've been riding with it for nine, ten years now. Nice. Reaper, well, that kind of follows me around. Uh, I had a uh, city bus hit me. Uh, oh I was riding on my Harley. And oh. then I'm uh, walking my dogs at 10 o'clock in the morning. Someone ran me over and left me for dead. Completely uh, severed my spinal cord and I was legally dead. I uh, made it a life, last ditch effort in the hospital. I came to. They said I would never walk again. And there you go. So. That's how wow. I got so. You basically told death to fuck off. Pretty much. I told him to suck a sounds dick. Like, sounds like somebody else I know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 how many times have you been here? A few times. A few times. Plus about 15 years in the military with, uh, you know, Hodges trying to kick my ass. So Y'all yeah. are cats. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Y'all are cats with your, your nine lives, your, your 20 lives. <laughs> Guido came in with his own. I was. I guess you were a stripper back in the day. Uh, a what? A stripper, you know. <laughs> I mean, they do well, my stripper name was Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was Meatball Thunder. That was. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying to be a little funny here, man. Yeah, this is a family-friendly podcast over here. Okay, like twenty plus years ago, Goats gave it to me. It just started out as a joke. And it's become its own entity now. He's even got a last name. He's my alter ego. He comes out every now and again. <laughs> when there's tequila. Oh, man. <laughs> Somebody's legs need broken. Yeah. So, yeah. Guido is its own entity. He's a piece of work. But usually what happens is is that they're 
when a, when a person enters a club, you know, there, there's a prospect and a probate period, and uh, Guido will explain his time during there. Uh, and during that time frame, we look for a person's faults. Like, if they screw up, well, guess what? That's usually you're going to get a nickname from it. Yeah. From something stupid. It's supposed to be just that fun building camaraderie. Yours would be never cleans. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Fuck off. You know, his and, his, his and mine came from mistakes that we couldn't help. You know, other other people's other people's fuck-ups, you know. But we, we have a guy that six foot three, six Please foot five. Please let me call Smalls. No, no, his name is Ghost. And the reason why should have been is he's a big dude, and he he's I love the man. He's he's one of my, he's one of my closest friends too. Is literally you'll be sitting there talking to him face to face, then you turn your back, and then all for a second, and you look, and you're, you're like, where, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> I mean, this man just split. We're trying to get him still long enough to put a bell on him so we can hear the fucker come from there. <laughs> 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 There's a cat collar at the house. Yeah, yeah if you need it, we'll. Yeah. we'll he, you know, Ghost is a weird guy. He'd probably wear a cat collar if he asked. <laughs> <laughs> I actually we don't know about that. that. <laughs> but we we are a registered nonprofit. The Rescue Inc. Uh, is a registered nonprofit of the state of Florida with the five hundred one c nineteen. And um, you know, we just we're all very dedicated. You know, and the BMC is a family, but we're also very dedicated to helping our fellows. So. Uh, we what do have, you guys? Do? I'm so sorry. What What do you guys do to help get the 22 to none? Well, we actually have three programs. Yeah, we have three programs that um, that we're we're working. Um, we've actually got a couple off the ground now. Um, our first one is Task Force 22, which is the actual 22 to none um, mission that we're trying to do. Um, we have on our website, wretchedfew.org. Um, it's a shameless plug. Plug it. Plug it. Bam. You know. So, um, on our website, we have an actual. We have a dedicated hotline, and our hotline is manned twenty four hours a day by someone that is trained in suicide prevention. I love that. Um, it, it's a it's a past member or an officer at this table. Um, they are. Tra- we are all trained. Uh, I do believe it's eighty hours. Eighty hours in suicide prevention, and we're trying to actually get more. We're actually. Um, working alongside with other entities, other uh, actually um, the vet center and stuff like that, with trying to get more suicide prevention training, um, and uh, that's one of the things we're doing. Another thing is um, we have so many veterans in the community and everything that we don't know about, but we also know that there's so many veterans and stuff in the community that get Baker acted and have the law have law enforcement call to their homes because they have problems dealing with this or that. And we're actually working right now with different law enforcement entities to see if trying to work with them to see if they would call and, and give us a call if they're having an issue like that. They know that the man or woman, man or woman, it doesn't matter. You're a veteran. You're going to get our attention um, to see if we can go and maybe help them to prevent them from having to hospitalize, institutionalize or something like that. Maybe we can get them calmed down, talk them down and get them to a counselor or somebody that that we know can help them. It's almost like you can speak their language instead Absolutely. of someone that's coming in with force. It doesn't matter. I, them to yeah, I really like that because a lot of times the cops will show up. I have had the cops will call on me at one point. Um, you, you look like there's they cops almost like... <laughs> <laughs> you look like there's been cops. <laughs> 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 but 
but <laughs> the cop shows up and they kind of um, intimidate you and they kind of treat it like it's your fault. It's not calming at all. It's stressful. It's everything else, especially when you have somebody who's at that point having law enforcement come in can actually make the situation worse. And just a, a quick spout off on that, both Reaper and I, Reaper former and I current law enforcement. So we know both sides of the house. We know both sides of how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that we're trying to rely on to be like, hey, you know, I know how you're trained to deal with them. We're trained to deal with them this way. Plus you guys. Maybe we can work in it in yeah. work. Right. Um, and usually, like, I can I can go to Guido and I can, you know, tell him, hey, man, I served da-da-da-da. We got, you know, we have a, a dialect between us that someone who hasn't served in the military won't have with him. Yeah. It's more of a trusting, hey, yeah, this guy might, might know something, you know, let me calm down and listen. Instead of, you got all these guys with flashlights and guns and, you know, they lie. don't know how to do it. My, uh, my son's father was, uh, he was uh, Air Force for seven yeah. years. We won't hold it. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know. Everybody, we, we love it. We love you, Chair Force. We yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody needs a bus driver. Yeah. I did jump out of y'all's airplanes for a living. Yeah. So. He helped, um, the, I can't, oh, sorry. He helped make the uh, drones and stuff. And um, he, he saw, I guess, things that, I have no idea. But he had severe PTSD episodes. And um, he had police called on him. PME. Because he just kind of lost it, and I didn't realize until after the fact how much that was on him. And so you guys being able to beat, like, do that would be huge because it did make it worse. Oh yeah, you know, he had lashing out episodes. And a stuff. lot of veterans own firearms, and one of the things that happens when you get Baker I, mean, I have active, a firearm, but I'm not a veteran. Yeah, once one of the things that you, when happens when you get Baker active, you can use, lose your concealed mm-hmm. carry permit, you can lose your ability to buy a firearm, and just for that one split second that things just fucking clash on you. It's happened to every single one of us at this table. Yes. You know, um, I have sleepless nights. You know, God, I love my wife. You know, she, she puts up a lot of my shit. Um, I'm a 100% disabled veteran. She's my caregiver. She takes care of me. Um, you know, it, it's, but that break can happen. And if a veteran's sitting around by himself and around his house drinking by himself, that gun looks very comforting. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, just to get that message out there and say, hey, look, you're not alone. You're not alone in this fight. You know, we, we took that, and basic, it was drilled into us. You leave no man behind, you know, or woman. You know, it, it's just, we're going to be there for you. You just reach out. You're not alone in this fight. My dad's been through that, too, with his PTSD, you know, because he went through a lot in service and uh, he's had he's called me before because um, he's disabled he was medically discharged and um, he's got shrapnel still in his leg he's had surgeries um, been shot and he's just had you know he's drank before and he's just has the memories that come flowing you know now that his a lot of his family is deceased and I'm basically all he's ha- he has he'll just be like you know sometimes I can't just end it I'm like no the fuck you cannot and I don't say it like that, but you know, right, but right. I've learned how to talk. And at first, I would get a little bit, I guess, rude. But you don't. Then you learn how to speak, and it's different. Well, there so. it, there is that more of a curiosity with civilians, and you know, we have veterans. We ran into that that question. You know? How many people have you killed? <laughs> Always. Yeah, it's always that stupidity just comes out where. 
But we've grown so used to it where we See, always, never give, ask them, that. Like we always give them a smart-ass response in return. So, You're like, do you want to be the next one? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I will do it. Growing up around military, because my dad was uh, was prime power. Um, he was combat a combat engineer. And uh, he, like, yeah, growing up around it, was. that would never, and I guess this doesn't, like, for people who didn't grow up around it, that would never cross my mind to ask somebody, well, how many people have you killed? Because, one, that's incredibly traumatizing, you know, to kill somebody. And two, why the fuck would I want to take that up? And three, it's none of my goddamn business. You know? Like, it wouldn't. You wouldn't Some, ask somebody how many times have you thought about killing yourself. It's the same way you don't ask how many people have you killed. Different things come across different people's minds on how they how they ask questions. And um, Reef was talking about how how a lot of a lot of veterans sit at home alone and they're they're by themselves and stuff like that. That's one of the other things that we want to do is you have a lot of veterans that while in the military or when they came home, uh have been separated from their from if they have children. Uh, if you have children, a lot of times you get you get the, another parent, male or female. I've, I've seen it happen to both, where their kids are taken away from them. Not not necessarily because they're bad people or whatever, you know, because they're on drugs or whatever. Just because they weren't able to be there, and the other parent was able to get to the court system, and this person has no legal recourse. They don't know where they need to go. They don't know anything about being able to to sew their family back together again, at least with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you right now, I have two daughters, and they're both the light of my lives. I would not, I, I can tell you right now, if I, if I didn't have my daughters, I can honestly tell you that I probably wouldn't be around. It, it's my life, all of us have, had, like like Reaper said, um, my life has been that bad before to where I just think about it for a half a second and then just remember that I've got kids that would not know what to do if I wasn't there. Um, so that's uh, that's where Task Force Come Home is is actually one of our next programs that we're gonna that we're working on right now, and it's actually basically just help in the legal department. We can steer a veteran towards towards. There are plenty of lawyers and everything that not just will give uh, a discount to help a veteran, but might even do it pro bono. Might even do it for free. Help them get their family sewn back together. Get their kids be able to see their kids more than not at all. There, there are veterans that, that just because they served in the military, the other parent doesn't know anything about it and won't let them anywhere near their children. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Crazy to think that you have a father or you have a mother that can't come around you simply because they were serving their country to keep this country free. And while they were doing that, somebody else had completely different ideas. Mm-hmm. Somebody else just wanted a paycheck you know, at all that, that, that child support every month coming in, and that's all I need. I don't need a father. I don't need a father for my kid. You know, I'm going to... Like my current, my current ex-wife. I haven't seen my kids in seven years. And my two daughters, Ava and Elizabeth, you guys who happen to be listening, I love you guys, miss you. Um, but we don't want to see something like that, what I went through, continue to happen. So that's what... Task Force Come Home is. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's near and dear to our president's heart. He, uh, we actually sat around and we just started throwing ideas out. And uh, that was one of the ones that just blurted out. And I was like, absolutely. You know, we, every, everybody's had that problem one way or another. You know, the, it, even, even if it's legal advice on how to do something your own, your own way yeah. through paperwork or whatever, we want to help veterans do that. We're currently, you know, we're, we're searching out 
for for attorneys and stuff like that that are that that aren't money hungry and that'll actually help you. But we want good attorneys because they say you know you get what you pay for when it comes to attorneys. But we're we, you know it's a, it's a long drawn out process that we're we're really really like hard charging for. Another one is uh, drug and alcohol intervention for first time offenders. So we know they're going to take the ride. You did the crime, got to take the ride. Sorry, but. Instead of, you know, getting locked up and ruining the rest of your life, maybe we can... Yeah, pause for one second. When you do it, you have to say ASMR. Pull, hold out to the computer. And say ASMR. That's what you always say do. Say ASMR. ASMR. Yes. ASMR. 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 Oh, it sounds weird, but we always do that when we're so sore but something. It's ASMR is like this... <laughs> He's afraid to even touch his camera. <laughs> It's like, am I going to get AIDS? <laughs> no. It's like this little thing that people, like, they'll listen to people opening things and chewing. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like but it's weird internet crazy. All right, here's some more for y'all. If I can fucking get it with these nails. You want me to do it? You know, you don't have nails. So you I have like, little nails. They're growing. Like, they are growing. We both <laughs> I could rip okay. a man's heart out with this. That's what she says. Ready? Another one. It might look like demon claws. Actually, ASMR? I'll do it. No problem. I didn't even open the son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so sorry to interrupt that. No, you're good. Right. You're good. You're good. Trust me. I don't know about this ASR or whatever. I, I do want to ask you a question, though. Um, and I want you to get back to that, but it has to do with the drugs and stuff. Are you guys going to do anything to help people that start to get on the additional like path of things? Because when they can't handle a lot of their memories and traumas from everything, they start to fall on addictions. The self-medication is mm-hmm. very, very high in veterans. Yes. That's why 60% of the population, homeless population is veterans. Mm-hmm. Because they over-self-medicate and that's where they want to be. Um, so we, they can kind of handle everything. It's like they kind of want to numb themselves. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, we're trying to... Our, that's our last one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sorry. Sorry. You're good. You're good. You're good. My dad had a big issue with that, and so did my uh, grandfather's drinking. Was their main thing, and it wasn't just like I'm gonna have a drink here and there. It's like heavy, mm-hmm. you know. My dad, and he has no issues talking about it, but he has gotten two DUIs from it, and it's just been. And he realized he's got a problem. So yeah, that was it. Kind so of took that. If we, if we can get to courts. And actually, you know, talk to their attorney or talk to the judge and say, hey, you know what, you know, there's programs out there. We're going to help this veteran get into a program. Maybe you can go lean on this first timer. Now, unfortunately, if they have more than one conviction, I mean, they have a repeated problem. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll be a little bit harder. But we're trying to help with the, the first time in the system yes. to help them get in, not and get out of trouble. Not, what about um, people who aren't involved in the court system yet, but they're starting to, if they come to you saying, I have a problem with addiction, do you have anything? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. We'll never turn away a veteran. And before uh, we end, the, well, I'm not ending it yet, we're before gonna we do, we're going to absolutely have you guys, like, give every way that they can reach out, at least to talk to somebody, Social even if it's just, numbers, yeah, okay. that way they can say, hey, listen, I think I might have some sort of issues, I need someone to talk to so they can catch it before it gets bad, you know, because that's yeah. a big thing. Definitely. Absolutely. We yeah. Another thing is, is that, you know, the VMC, that's a very scary thing for a lot of people, Veteran Motorcycle Club, you know, um, and a lot of things people get turned off about joining is because the prospect and probate time. And I would like to just clear the air and let our 
Our probate. Um, I, I had one more for I gotta go through if you don't mind me. Oh, I never been got through. <laughs> <laughs> so shit. Wait for the Don Guido, down, down. Don Guido. As I, as I was, VP. Wait, hey, we were, we were, we were, we were talking about the programs and things. And, oh, yeah. uh, that was my bad friend, Ruffling. No, it's okay. Um, it's uh, our, the la- our last uh, little mission is uh, what we like to call Mission Ready for Life. And it's anybody that's been in the military knows for a fact that when you're in the military, they tell you if you're sick, you go here. This is what you do all, all the time. If you need legal help, you go here. This is what you do the whole time. But once you get out of the military, they give you this little piece of paper mm-hmm. and they say, thanks for your time. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. And you're all on your own. you got to figure it all out. Well, I've, I've spent, I spent seven years in the military. I spent seven years with somebody telling me, you get sick, go to the troop medical clinic. You need, you need legal help, you need to go to JAG. You need, you know, help moving, you need to go, you know, to Diddy. You need so, to take a shit, there it is. You need yeah. to take a shit, <laughs> the train's right there. Yeah. So what, what Mission Ready for Life is, is basically, I don't mean to plug Angie's List, but it's the only thing I can think of. It's kind of like an Angie's List for veterans. Uh, you'll get on our website, and there will be a whole list of things that you need, and counseling programs is going to be one of them. Free counseling programs for, for vets if they don't know how to get into that process, that's what we're going to that's what we're going to specialize in. If you need figuring out how to a, a, a moving company that's going to give you a, a discount because you're a veteran, there it is. Driver's license, everything, whole thing, and even on our website, we're going to have cute little little videos every month, every week. What we haven't really figured it out yet, but uh, we're going to have motorcycle safety or you know, just all things that veterans would need to know off rip, they can go to our website. It's a one stop shop. And Mr. also, Ray that website and also the videos is also going to be helping veterans start their claims. Uh, myself, I am a master at e benefits and my healthy vet. Um, so, veterans that need just you serve the military, you are eligible for VA. Just because you didn't go to a combat zone, you are eligible for the VA. So, especially if you got that honorable discharge. So, if you need help with the claim, reach out to the few. I so, love that. I just love what you guys are doing, seriously. Mm-hmm. We're very passionate amazing. about our work. We're very passionate. And I always say to my guys is, is that we have something that people want. They just don't know it yet. And when they find out what it is, they're going to want it. So, and now turning it over to my uh, probate, who's going to talk about a little bit of his time of prospecting and uh, his probate time. You yeah, can you talk now, probate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Uh, I'm Guido. Uh, I'm probate. Uh, I've already been through my prospect phase. Uh, how I came to the club is 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 uh, is a little difficult, but when nobody else was there, these guys showed up at my house with food and family, and um, I've been hooked ever since. Um, the prospect phase. Uh, once you once you sign on, your family. You're not. You're you, if you're in the military. You're in the military. You've already paid your dues. Okay, so there's no hazing or anything like that. You're treated. You're treated with the absolute respect that that a full patch holder um, that a full patch holder has. Uh, prospect phase is as fast or as slow as you want to make it. Um, there's certain things that you have to do, certain things that you don't have to do, you know, but, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's easy. It's very easy. The probate phase is a little harder. 
but you're still, you know, you're still treated just like family. You're still treated, you know, it's, that's all I can say is it's, it's, I'm not going to call you at 3 a.m. in the morning and tell you to go get me a pack of cigarettes, basically. You know. No chase in a grease pig? Uh, no. <laughs> no. He will. He will. I didn't we use, uh, it's actually either myself or uh, the man to my left, Ghost, who's not here. Oh, we like, miss you. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, Army. But it's actually, you can pretend to be Ghost and you can tell him whatever things to say. But you can Perfect tell ghost. him what Ghost's favorite thing to say is, which is shut the fucking door. You gotta do it with you gotta do it with the knife hand. Shut the fucking door. Shut the fucking door. That was great. Oh damn So on average, um, how long does the prospect face last? We had one guy did it in two weeks. Oh, wow. And then um, we have one guy that's going on six months. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's not like a year. It goes, does it go by the person? I think, it goes by the person. Yeah, it goes by the person. Um, that's kind of like our podcast. How long are you going to stay on it? It goes by um, the person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do that. Um, Hopefully for life. The prospect phase is um, you seeing if the club is a fit for you. The probate phase is the exact opposite. It's to see is to see if the club, if you're a fit for the club. Okay. Um. The, the second phase is it's a little more difficult because you have to get to know you know you really have to get to know each individual um, what their job what is. their job is personally you know just get to know them you know it's not just it's not just a road name there's there's so much more to it um, takes a little longer uh, I'm in how long I've been probate now. It's been about three months now. About almost. About, about three months. Yeah. Down. Um. I am uh, uh, intern VRO, which is the uh, veterans resource officer as of right now. Um. The, um, the uh, jester is the actual patch holder, but I'm assisting him. Is basically what it is. Um. And everything he spoke about, the, the programs that the VA has and everything, the mirrors, mirrors, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right, hey, look, here, are you looking at me, can you see me? I'm 54 years old, I don't know this technology stuff, all right, you know, come on, all right, He's forget about it. He's 54 years old with the face for radio. Oh my God. Wow. Oh wow. my God. You can have your signature back. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, where was I? Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, shut the fucking door. If you need any information or anything like that, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that can get you the information. He's um, the guy. He's the liaison. The, the liaison. Um, he liaises. <laughs> I, li- I liaise. <laughs> like for instance. Second Tuesday every month, there's a veteran council. He is there, like clockwork. And if they need any help with anything, they ask the few. And he's the one that brings it to my attention. Uh, and we will have a vote. See, because everything is done by vote on the table. Everybody has their own voice. If you have a patch, you have a voice at this table. Sometimes I get ask too them, late. Ask them if they like pumpkin spice lattes. Huh? Ask them if they like pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, you gotta take it to a vote. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not a basic white girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I just, <laughs> I just 
Because in the military, we use acronyms, right? We use acronyms for everything yes, in the military. I just so. learned that there's a fucking acronym for pumpkin spice latte. What? They call it a PSL. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what in the fuck is a PSL? My oh, I got to play the PSL rap for you guys for the next segment. Wait, what is it though? That must oh, be a PSL. is a pumpkin spice oh, latte. Oh, I thought said O at first. I'm like, what? PSL. That must be a Pope thing, which is people other than grunts, non-combat arms things, okay? Because I'd never heard of that shit. I'd actually, I'd actually. I would. Tip, I was a typical knuckle dragger. All right. <laughs> I speak grunt really well. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh goodness! I, I, I was. I actually did not like pumpkin spice, and then probably like a year ago, I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. And now I'm like, okay, I like it a lot. I've tried pumpkin spice. It's not really my thing. I won't go out of my way. I, I like had it today, and then I want to go back to my vanilla. This I like the chai. Took a turn. See, I like the chai. That's why I'm so left. No, no, no. We have like two hundred thousand people. We gotta, we gotta just talk about the random. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to reach them all, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> someone probably is like Starbucks. <laughs> if, if you're a veteran and you like pumpkin spice lattes, we will help you as well. <laughs> and you're probably Air Force or Navy. <laughs> My poor friend that's in the Navy right now is like, right, he's uh, so I'm guessing y'all are all Army? Navy, or, no, Navy, 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 Army. Army, so okay. you did Navy, you said? Yeah, I did the Navy first. That was my uh, best friend's currently in the Navy. He, yeah. um, I have that because of him. My poor friend's Army. And then my dad was in the Army. And your dad was in the Army too. Right? My dad was Army. My brother's Air Force, my uncle's Navy. I did a really cool job in the Navy, and then I tried the Army, you know? Why the hell not? So, See, he, always went, he, always went, he wound up retiring out of the best, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, can't fault again. I did, I did, uh... They say you saved the best for last. So. I did That's seven true. in the Navy, eight in the Army. It was a uh, very hard switch, learning the uh, rank structures differently, and then... I went to the regular side of the army first, and then putting your hands in your pocket and rolling your sleeves, I guess, really wasn't frowned upon, so that kind of sucked, so I had to go back to the specialized jobs, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I loved every minute of being in the service, you know, it, it, it's just, there's not, it, it, it's, it's hard to explain, if you've never really been into it, it's, it's hard to leave, yeah, it's why... It's why we do what we do. It's why we joined a veteran motorcycle club, all of us. It's because when you go to the military, you don't. You go to the military, you raise your hand, you sign on that dotted line, um, and you sign, it, you sign it as an individual. But once you get through your training and everything, there's always someone to your left and your right. There's always someone there. No matter what you do, there's always someone there. You don't do anything as an individual in the military. And when you do it so long, you find those people to your left and your right are just like your brothers and sister. I call this guy brother every day. He's like, he is my brother. I know everything about him. He knows everything about me. We finish each other's sentences, everything like that. Um, but when you... Not in a gay way, though. Yeah, yeah. Totally not in a gay way. We ride hole to hole, not hole to hole. So. Yeah, all the time because her and I were basically we are best friends but we're, we're really sisters best friends and everyone's always like should I just make out already but no no sorry <laughs> I got a dollar <laughs> <laughs> I will not make out with him I will oh I keep like what do you do oh my god but
I mean, either ten bucks is ten bucks. It, it's, it's, it, it's not gay Thursday, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll come back on Thursday. That's a special here at the club. It's gay Thursday, apparently. Oh. Hey. <laughs> no, that's a. And it's called Man Love Thursday. Excuse me. <laughs> It's actually a military thing. Everybody out there in the mil- who's in the army knows exactly what the fuck Gay Thursday means. We so. have to take a quick segment break, and we'll be right back. I'm gonna Absolutely soaking wet. Does that mean she'll be moist? <laughs> Bam! And you don't even know what it is. What is happening? <laughs> is she a moist talent? Is it a moist cake? Wait, what happened? Thoroughly. She hates that word. Moist. You hate the word moist. Oh, it's moist. Disgusting. It's moist. in your head. Next podcast, all on the word moist. Oh, fuck yeah. There's also another one that people hate. It's moist, and then it's like... I'm, I'm not saying the other one. What's that? See you next Tuesday. I know of that I'm not saying. I, already, I just said it. Like, don't I can't even me. say that one. It's gross. Just like the way your mouth forms the word. Cleanse or moist? Which one? Seriously. Can we, can like we discuss that off? off? I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. I won't aim that word at someone except for my mom. But um, I won't aim that at anyone. But I'll just be like, oh... That person's to see you next Tuesday. You fucking court. See? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's like saying the in the, in the UK. So. You can't say the. No, that's like saying the in like the, in the UK. UK. They they use it like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a comma. I was uh, watching. We'll be. We'll come back right to the interview here in a moment. But um, I was watching some interviews with a band, and they're from the UK, and they just were throwing it around. I'm like. Yeah, that's like what? saying what's up, you chap. Like. It's... So I, I, I met when I'm. An event I went to, I met some Australians, and they're like, "You guys, are, your language is like really screwed up because they use, you know, they use word." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "That means the c word, mate." It's like it's like saying you're my mate, and I'm like, "Uh-uh." I mean, Americans I mean, are no offended way. by everything. The word yeah, the rest of the world is offended by shooting up schools, so it's <laughs> that's true. Uh-huh. I mean, it's true. Well, we are we are very yeah. backwards. I mean, it, yeah. But we are a very backward society. We are a very backward society. I mean, we get offended, but someone can post anything on social media and someone's like, this offends me. Well, Some people get offended by the word moist. Taxi bikers, okay? We offend everybody. It's just one of those things. <laughs> you, it, it just, walk, you know, just walk into a room and now we yeah. got completely tatted up I and really it's hard. So you must be. Are you tripping right now? What's happening right Yeah, but here's the thing I trust tattooed bikers more than I trust more normal people. I don't, I don't trust people that go, I'm sorry, I, hate to, I don't know if you guys go to church, but I don't trust the like Bible thumpers. People that go to church, they look at me and they're like, um, Do you worship Satan? And I'm like, If I did, don't fuck with me. <laughs> I'm not even about to say I don't trust people without tattoos. And I'm fight you. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there, okay? We're working on it. This is the type of fuckery that happens all the time. <laughs> this it. is the type of fuckery that happens on our podcast, too. Exactly. And this is us 24 7, anyways. <laughs> that is a daughter dad uh, combo. Could we get uh, well, okay. Could you not <laughs> word it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Could you put that a different way? Uh, they're, they're, they're not from 
our county, though, so it's okay. It's safe. <laughs> we live in Hillsboro. Hillsboro. Right. Yeah, which is almost as bad. It, 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 anybody true. out there yeah. thinking, you know what, I never served, but I really want to be a part of these guys? Guess what? We got a place for you, too. We allow patriots to be a part. As long as if you just have the passion to help vets or make the veteran lives better, come on in. We just don't What can they do? Uh, they can they can become full patch members. Oh really? So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, um, just gotta be have a cruiser. Just type type like. Damn. Um, the unfortunate <laughs> part is is that you know it's just a boys club. So. Damn yeah, too. I mean, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, okay. You don't know. It's my drawer. It's gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta be born with it. Not not sewn on or in mad science. Mine vibrates. Does that count? That's amazing. Mine doesn't. Mine doesn't, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> it does if you jump really fast. It can. Exactly. That sounds terrifyingly uh, painful. But we have um, the incorporated side um, that is open to you know women, anybody. So midgets don't matter. It's, it, you, know. you just called me out twice. <laughs> I have to. Oh, I'm close. She's, she's I'm five foot. I'm, I think it's about two inches. Yeah, but you're all So technically, I'm like a midget T-Rex. <laughs> They're like, smack my ass. I'm like, bend closer. <laughs> smack your ass. Okay, get on the stool real quick. Oh my god. Lean <laughs> forward. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to have to repent after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens on the podcast. We had, we had the very serious one, and now it's the people can see who you guys are. Yeah. It's the getting to know you section. Yeah, we yeah. have the whole, like, They have to see that it's not just all, you know, you know business. Have to, you know, I have to take me McDonald's and bribe me, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted McDonald's, that's all that's I'd have been like, you know, you're sure you don't want to talk about Burger King or I, I can asking, be fancy. You know, I was asking much. where the chicken nuggets were when y'all were coming up the stairs. I mean, oh, so. chicken nuggets. Mm. Man, I really do sell you to the white girl. I almost, like, spice, chicken I almost nuggets. like got food for everybody, but I decided not to. What? You never decide not to. You fucking well, hoe. Well, Nikki said, <laughs> I am a fucking hoe. Nikki said you were on a diet. <laughs> and all that shit on Damn, I killed myself. Fuck. Where? I said no such thing. Where what? what? You're on a diet? I'm no, just trying no. to get out of that brand of food. Sugar. Oh, sorry. Damn. Sugar. I don't eat a lot of sugar. It's diabetes friends on my family. So, I, I got diabetes. I still eat a lot of food. No, 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 it's, it. it's not oh, diabetes. It's actually, diabetes. Now, and now that I just heard the diabetes, my, I, for some reason I realized that you like Walter Brimley. What? Oh, fuck my life, man. Diabetes. Diabetes. You kind of do like the, like the Quaker oatmeal guy. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man. What the fuck are you guys Where were we? Yes. Now that we're not distracted. <laughs> I think uh, were, were you on... Harvey, why do I have your hair in my mouth? Where were we on that? Right. I don't know. Yeah, where were, were we? I love it, though. Yes. Your probate time. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure that's not the correct form of sign language, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... You can all tell all... that we're older, by the way, besides this child over here. Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> your VROs. You're lucky you lived this long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've hung out several times. She's very lucky, actually. I've seen how she drinks. 
Thanks. <laughs> Another thing out there yeah, is we are a safe riding group. We are not a bar hopping group. We do not sit there and just pound beers and go out. We ride every weekend. Uh, our calendar is on our website. So if you guys are in the area looking for a safe group to ride, you don't have to be a part of us to ride with us. So, um, if you just want to get on your bike, um, you know, try them, hang out with them. Yeah. And we like to ride long distance. So, yeah. and you know, it's we're always we're always out there because God, that's why we joined this because we love we love <laughs> to ride. We love to ride. Love to ride. It's something about being on you know just two wheels in an open road. It's just. It, it's amazing. It's hard to explain. Bikers know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, you know, scooters. Eh. <laughs> Don't get me started on those guys. We're gonna show up. We're gonna buy scooters. We're gonna buy scooters. We're gonna show up. We're like, we join. You know what? If you put eight hairs on it, you can ride. Eight hairs. Oh my god! I wouldn't be able to reach. Hey guys. Help your guys. Mine are like mini apes. These are pullback apes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, we're always out there. And, you know, it, it, yeah, we're out to help, but we're also about family, about brotherhood. Yeah, we get all that. You know, that's in the military. You know, patriots, they get a taste of the military life. Uh, we have several of them out there. And they never got a chance to serve because of medical reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they're still passionate about the country. They, they, they love their country and they, they love the sacrifice that the men and women has done for the country. So we, we open them up to join us, to be a part of us. So um, one of our members, Little Joe, um, he's 19, he's the youngest guy that we got. Um, he's, he's a great guy, he's our road captain, he's also our training resource coordinator. Um, 19 years old, this kid acts like he's 30, uh, sometimes a lot older than us. And you could learn from him. I'm fucking quitting the podcast. Hi, it's now one girl, one podcast. Quick, here's some. So I heard there's an opening. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and just so everybody knows, little Joe just turned twenty. Oh, see, so yeah, that's right. Happy birthday! I have head trauma, so sometimes I forget these things. See, me too. I understand that. I like walk into a room and go, "What the fuck am I doing this?" It's okay. Keep me in check. That, that's why I got a good sergeant in arms, Jester, and a good VP. They help pick up the uh, when I forget things. They're like, "Hey, you already said this." I'm like, "Did I?" Did I really? Yeah, you already put that boat on the table. You're supposed to pull your zipper down when you pee. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I got the probate. That's for. what the probate's for. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to mention that part of his probate zipper detail. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He's currently looking through his papers. <laughs> but, um, See, you guys can have fun if you join. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's... You just have zipper detail. <laughs> For a while. <laughs> you know, I sat down and uh, Mears and I really thought about the prospecting and the, uh, the probation time. And it is a very important time. And Guido was saying, you know, during the prospecting, you, if you're hanging around the club and you decide, you know what, I think this is going to be a fit for me. You just you basically say, you know what, I'm going to stand up and we'll put a prospect patch on you. Uh, there is an application on rescue.org. Um, plug. Shameless plug. Bam. 
if you are interested in membership, if also if you're interested in starting your own charter, fill out the application. Um, so is this just Florida, or is there? We're hoping to go worldwide, baby. Okay. We're trying to go and being that. out there. So, because we allow allied countries, you fought with us, you can be a part of us. And so, um, yeah. like, I said, like I said earlier, no many hands make light work. The more hands we have in this mission that we have to stop this twenty-two a day, the the easier work that it's going to be. The easier we're going to be. The easier it's going to be to get out to more people and be able to help more people. So. I think that's like one of the biggest things too. Um, is like my friend that committed suicide. One of his biggest things is he always felt alone. Like he had no one to talk to, no one to understand. And the fact that you guys are veterans and that people that have gone through it, you guys know exactly how to help talk to veterans. And if you can, you can find someone in that knows how to speak to them. Absolutely. And that's a big thing. We can, we can pick a veteran out in the crowd. We, we smell our own. It's just one of those things that it's just the, the way we carry yeah, carry ourselves and how we walk, how we talk, everything like that. But your boob got in the way. Tattoos. What do you want to say? No, they, um, when they came to my house, um, I was at a point, and they came in, and all they did was come in. And, and they did, we didn't, I don't even think you guys talked about what I had going on in my head. Nothing. You came in, they, we just sat there. I was pretty overwhelmed because when Ghost, Ghost knew something was wrong, he says, all right, I want to come over with some food. We're going to watch a movie, hang out, you know, chill out. Next thing I know, I hear bikes pull up, cars pull up. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> they came in, maybe an hour and a half, top, and they left. We didn't talk about anything that was going on up here, but it took my mind completely off, mm-hmm. you know. And after that, it's like you know, I started. That's when I started hanging around a little more, a little more, a little more. And then uh, now it's, um, you know, you can't my, get my I, I, if if they cancel a meeting because of weather or something like that, or everybody's scattered everywhere, um, I hate it. I get I get pissed off. You know, it's like. <laughs> Man, I get to see them once a week. Man, I can see anybody, and we hang out. It, it's 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 really it's it's this club is different from because I've been in another club. This club's different because you can go over somebody's house without all you do is like, hey, I'm on my way over, and they're like, come on over, man. You know, I got, I got food, whatever. Yeah, you just show up, man. It's great. You know, I mean, I wouldn't just show up on his doorstep. I definitely call and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, just that's like the one thing with our house too is like if anyone just shows up because I have a gun um, I had a stalker incident so I have a definitely have a gun um, well, I recommend everybody to have a firearm in the house yeah I one of my friends is a sheriff's deputy and he has his own or he had his own range um, Josh him and Corey they have their range I think I remember Josh yeah um, <coughs> so they taught me like all sorts of different ways because I knew how to shoot, but it was just a matter of like, you have different scenarios, not just a matter of, you can't just have, always have a still target. So he even taught me like when you're fear, you know, like someone yelling at you, close, far, if an intruder's in the house, you know, it's not always gonna be just, oh, it's perfect, right there. That is actually another program that we're starting up for civilians and everything like that, that we, in the talks about to teaching firearm safety and also with motorcycle safety, everything like that. Um, that's what when we start our 
little videos mm -hmm. on our richafew.org. Thanks, um, <laughs> bam. <laughs> it, there are going to be stuff on there. But another thing I want to actually touch upon is with the family. We are a family. Our wives are not property. They have their own back patch. They have their own road name. Once you become fully patched, your wife or uh, significant other, um, as long as it's, you've been with that person more than six months, then they will get a back patch. That way it's not every single girlfriend you bring around. Exactly. I love that. And um, because, you know, we're family, there's, we always, during our churches, we always have dinners. We, we invite the families, their kids run around the clubhouse and in one of our events and stuff like that. Uh, you know, because I can't do what I do as president if I didn't have my wife's support. Mm -hmm. And she is behind this club like no other. She actually helped start it. Um, you know, she 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 pushed she pushed a lot of the issues and pushed us to do this and some contacts that she had is she's a prior Leo herself. Yeah, she's prior she's prior law enforcement as well. So some of the contacts and everything she had, she just kept hey, you need to talk to these guys, you need to talk to you. She was she was really in um, institutional and all of it. So and the, of it. the women they're they're all best friends now. So I mean they're they're um, talking to each other, going out, hanging out, doing things together. So it's you know it's a good way just to for the guys out there if you guys just want to hey let the wives go do their thing so you can go do your thing give them a little time to yourself hey good deal so another way it's free babysitting <laughs> we're foster I am, I'm fostering a a, a six month old right now and let me tell you it, you know I'm four years old and man it was easier when I was 23 doing it but uh, now it's really great during churches so I'm like here here you go here's the kid alright let me go do my thing free babysitting it's amazing so uh, the other thing is uh, the 22nd of every month 22 yep alright at 22nd of every month we have uh, we have an, um, a dinner dinner night and 22 to none dinner 22 to none dinner and everyone is welcome and it's at different restaurants we just go out and we're trying to get it big we're trying to make it big. We got, we got, uh, we got too big for the last restaurant. That's the, that's where you went this yeah, last month. Yeah. Yep. We're trying, we're, we're actually going to try to make it at one restaurant from now on. We're, we're working on that. It's just we got to find one that's accommodating Dude. every time. And speaking to that, we actually have an event coming up mm -hmm. in October, and it is the October the eighteenth. 19th. 19th. 19th? My bad. Sorry. <laughs> October, October the 19th. October the 19th. <laughs> poker run. It's a poker run. We're going to uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we have we have two local dukes here in Polk County, and there's one in Hillsborough County in Plant City. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a poker run starting at Lakeland Harley. Then we're going to come to our clubhouse here in Lake Wales, and then to, proceeding to the rest of the dukes in Polk County and Plant City ending at the Dukes in Lakeland and then once the poker run ends at the Dukes in Lakeland we're going to have a little shindig called a bike night uh, we're going to have some some door prizes and stuff like that bikes you know some raffles raffles have some live music half naked girls possibly watching bikes who knows so it's going to be a good it's a fun time most of our events uh, we've held uh, two two events um, our first event was for an organization called Awareness 22. 
Awareness 22 is another great organization out there that's taking the fight of raising awareness for veteran suicide. Um, I grew up with the uh, one of the founders uh, back in Ohio. That's where I'm from. Corn fed boy from Ohio. What what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our, our second event was the American Legion Post 71 asked for the help. And um, they could have asked the Legion Riders, another great group of organization of guys, but they asked a few to help them out. So we uh, put on a Rockin' for the Vets. We had live music, it was a great turnout, everybody had fun. Uh, this event coming up is straight for the, you know, the rest of you to help out what we do, to help continue our mission to help the veterans out there. So, but it's going to be a great time, um, you know, just great people, and I hope to see you guys out there. Any further information you need to see will be posted up on wretchedfew.org. Same as Brooke, Brooke, Brooke and I will be there as well. Are we going to be the topless? The no, no, wow. <laughs> no, 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 we, as I said, we have events every three months. So if you guys can't make it uh, out to there in one October, just just look at the calendar. Um, we have uh, also some merchandise, um, and, and a lot of these the, the money does go. We did uh, help a family, uh, this veteran. Um, he lost his kid, and it was really sad. He had a long struggle, uh, 19 years old. Uh, medical struggle, and he, um, he, his family was just in a real bad way financially. So, without a second of doubt, we found him on Facebook, reached out, and cut him a check for two hundred fifty dollars right on the spot. Um, you know, we're not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but we're saying if you need help, <laughs> reach out. We we're, we're, we're going to do everything we can to help you. Um, you know. Just our, our passion just runs deep in each and every one of us. So, uh, do you girls have any more any questions for us? No, I, I love what you guys are doing, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you can once again uh, not just to drop the plugs out there, but you know we don't care what patch if you have what patch on your back or you know who if you ride with a group or whatnot. You know if you have a veteran. In your organization, you know, be you know, we 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 don't care. We're there for them, so we're all one bike family out there. And please, don't text and drive. Um, I, I do want to just shout that out there. You know, it just stay stay hands free. And a lot of bikers' lives are claimed by people not looking on their phone and texting, and. Uh, the ways to reach us is several different ways. One is uh, Wretched Few on Facebook. You can find us on there. Uh, WretchedFew.org, which is our, our main webpage. Um, there's always someone manning there. And our duty phone, which is, uh, is on the webpage. Yeah. 
So. And on Instagram, it is Wretched Few 22. Yeah. Yep, that's um, it. So, but you're not alone. I just want, I just want to say this again. You're not alone in the fight. So don't lose the fight. You know, we know what you've been through because, brother, we've been there with you. We, we, you know, we've been out in the same blood, same mud. So you're not alone in this fight. Don't think it's, even though it sounds like an easy way out, but it, it, it's not the answer. It, it leaves a big wake. Uh, your family and your friends got to carry that load. But just know, you know, we're a phone call away. Even if it's 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and you need someone to talk to, someone will talk to you. So, we're there for you. So, and uh, we'd like to thank all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. All the active duty, thank you for serving. And for the patriots out there that want to help, thank you in advance. Anything else? Our, the phone number to the phone for the Wretched View is 863 863- Three 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 eight zero four seven. So and I'm I'm Reaper. I'm sitting here with my vice president Mears and Public Guido. Um, the rest of the guys wish they could be here, and uh, I'd like to thank you two for thank you having thank us you. on here. I'm glad you guys are doing something like this. This is very important. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Like, oh, definitely. You girls are more than welcome back anytime. You want to do this again? Absolutely. We're gonna do a follow up for sure. Like that's really important too. Definitely, definitely. And um, oh yeah, if you're looking for joining a good group, look no further. And we will be back in a bit to do our final. Nice. Goodbye or final thoughts? You know the same thing. Same thing. Yes. All right. Asphalt, peanut butter, sea otter. It's fall, bitch! You know what that means? Puppy spice, motherfuckers, we're the PSL queens! Freaking iPhones, singing don't stop believing, dog filters on, bitch, shit, I can't fucking even! Screenshot my Snapchat, showing off a back tag, double fist and PSLs on my yoga mat! Fuck, bitch, I'm You fucking know me, lady! I deflate these PSLs like my name is Tom Brady! Six Vintage, and we're rocking North Face! We in Target, Michael Party, Becky Barter, fucking Mace! Fucking what is up, you guys? What's up? I'm sick again. Still, I think it's an ongoing thing. It's like the weather. I can't decide if it wants to be 100 degrees, 101, or raining. She's, like, disturbed. She's down with the sickness. What the... Uh. <laughs> God. Anyways, um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because it was really great. Yeah, thank you so much for The Wretched Few for... Interviewing, not interviewing us. For interviewing us, <laughs> yes. Thank you for interviewing us. It was like, glorious. Um, but you know, we wanted. We've been. You've been talking about doing this this topic for months. Yes. Since I joined, very near and dear in my heart. Um, you know, you've wanted to do it. And we, I'm glad we found the right group to really um, who support the cause and who do stuff about the cause and everything else rather than like instead of just being like we want money to help no they're helping people yeah because a lot of uh people out there and i guess you could say like agencies it's just like they're like donate so we can do something it's like what do you but what are you doing you know like what what where is that going i mean a lot of the bigger charities honestly most of their um income goes back into advertising yeah like uh, Susan, Susan G. Komen and everything. I don't even know who that is. 
it's a breast cancer. Oh shit, I'm gonna ask. Um, thing. But like, it all goes back, in, if I remember correctly, it all goes back into advertising. Like, 10% of it actually goes towards research. Oh shit. So. Don't quote me on that exact number, but I do remember when I was doing cancer walks and stuff, because it was really important to me, because I had a couple of classmates that died. Um, early on, and I was like, I was like, oh, Susan G. Komen, and then I was like, why would I give them all my money for it to go back into advertising? Yeah. So, um, we will be doing a calendar with the bikes in the Wretched Fuse gang that will be for sale at the bike night, and then if you guys can't make it out to their bike night, it will be also for sale on our Facebook, which is not, it's not gonna be up there yet, guys, it'll be... Ready? It'll be a while. It'll be in October. Um, and 75% of that is going to the Wretched Few to help the people that do need it. Mm-hmm. You know, when they do go and help people um, that are struggling, that do have you know PTSD or just are in that hard spot, everything, that's where that's going. Um, so I just want to let you guys know that. And we're going to be doing this every year with them. Because there's something that we want to do to help. And I thought that would be a good idea, right? I mean, it's hot chicks on bikes, and then it's for a good cause. It's a hot chick, Brooke. And then I'm I was going to say Harmony. I'm just over here like, hey, look, a girl with orange hair by yeah, a bike. Yeah, but you, you look like you should be on a bike, though. It's the tattoos. It's the tattoos and the vibe. Like, you have that, like, badass fucking rocker chick vibe. I look like... That's a persona? No. <laughs> I look like a fucking... Barbie doll that should not be anywhere near a bike. What's this button do? <laughs> What's this do? And then it like explodes. I think I've been on a bike like three times in my life. I've been on a bike several times in my life. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually driven one. I don't. Yeah. So, I've I've been on the back of them like three times. But uh, I've done like bike washes and stuff. Like I've been around bikes. I've just never ridden them. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, that'll be available, um, in October, and it's gonna be awesome, you guys get to see our eight faces. Our eight um, faces? Our eight faces. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever heard you make that fucking sound <laughs> in my life, eight. Um, and you get to see a bunch of, like, epic fucking Harleys, so. I'm excited for that. I am jazzed. What? Jazzed? Jazzed. 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 Get the fuck out with that shit. Alright, bye. <laughs> Wait, do I, can, can I take the blanket? No, I'm freezing. I'm, I'm sick. I'm cold! I'm sick. I'm sick in the head. Yeah, we know this. Um, <laughs> but just remember, if you guys, you know, if you're a veteran and you do have PTSD or you're having a hard time right now, you can reach out to them. They will be there for you. There's someone always there. And... I know it, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. My, my dad is in the service. He's got mm-hmm. PTSD, your dad. You know, there are times that it's, it's, it's okay to reach out. Instead of feeling like you're alone, sometimes you just have to reach out. You know, you've got to talk to somebody. And I know the number one thing is to push people away. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're there for. And, hey, if you guys also, if you want to join a really great group of guys, I highly recommend it. If I was a guy and I was a veteran and I had a bike, I'd be like, I want to do this. Well, they even let Patriots join. Yeah, I know, but I bet, like, if I was, you know, oh, yeah. you and I both talked about, you know, we when we were younger, we want to join the service. Yeah. But 
Sadly, I was not born with a penis. Uh, contrary to what this podcast jokes about, I don't have a dick. Really? Yeah. What was that last night, then? <laughs> well, you know. You whipped it out and helicoptered it around the room. Like, <laughs> how do you explain that harmony? I wonder how many listeners actually think that I do have a dick. Because it, <laughs> it was like an ongoing joke with Steve joke. and Andrew. Run with a joke? Run with a joke. Can I run with my dick in my hand? You can. Does it flop around when you run? Only if I'm not holding it. Okay, so like when you run, you gotta grab your crotch. I do. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. It's so big. That's. <laughs> it like hits my ankles when I run. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so when I get hard, I pass out because there's no blood flow to my head. <laughs> I was gonna make a really fucked up joke that I realized how fucked up it was. Good, don't say it. But, uh, no, I don't say it. No, I was gonna change the subject. Oh. And then I lost what I was going to change the subject well, to. Well, anyways, you have the music ready? I do not have the music ready. Um, I hope you guys liked that last little bit of music. It's called the PSL Gangster Rap. And it's fantastic, and you should look it up. And um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Night. Morning. Evening. Drive. Walk. Did you say walk? Walk. So they're out, like, having a brisk walk. Maybe they're like me, and they don't have a car. So they're, they're walking wherever they go? Yes. They don't have a roommate to take them? They're they're using their Lamborghinis. What? What the fuck? Actually, I gotta tell you this. My dad, so when I bought my uh, car, like, at this point, I think it's like almost seven years ago. Wait, let's, let's see. It's 2012 that I got it. So, 2019, seven years ago? Um, because it's paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent a photo to my dad. I was like, "Hey, I just got a new car." He's like, "That's awesome. You want to see my car?" He sent me a photo of his shoes on his feet. He's like, "These are my new sneakers." Oh my god! And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Because he hadn't, he didn't have a car at the time. I was like, "Wow, dad!" Really? He's like, "Yeah, they're just they're brand new. They get me ready to go." Wow, my god! Oh my god! Because I had just gotten rid of my Corolla and gotten that car. Time to get a new car here eventually in the next year, maybe two. Do you want to do the um, social media? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Don't forget to follow The Wretched Few on all social media. Um, their website is thewretchedfew.org. My plug. Shameless plug. Uh, my social media, also shameless plug, is uh, on Facebook. I'm Brooke Alex. On Instagram, I'm It's Brooke Alex. And my email is whattheactualfbrook at gmail.com. Again, that's Brooke with an E because y'all can't fucking spell. Um, <laughs> uh, I just remember Brookie. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> what was that? Why'd you say it? It's for me. No, 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 <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my social media, why did I just go, my, <laughs> it's my social media, oh my <laughs> I don't god, even how I talk, but it's so fucking hilarious, my social media is, Facebook is Harmony Miller, hit that follow button, because I absolutely just cannot accept any more firm requests, um, my Instagram is, oh hey, it's Harmony, and my email for the podcast, and any other way you guys would like to reach me, write anything, is whattheactualfharmony at gmail.com. And then also, Nikki Kirsten, our PR, has a email if you guys would like to book us for anything, 
and you cannot reach Brooke or I because that will happen from time to time as we have a lot of things going on. You can write Kirsten. Please do not call her Nikki. That's kind of a thing that's reserved for me and her father now. Yeah. But um, it is what the actual F Kirsten. That is K. Oh shit. I E R S T. Ian? No, that's not right. Either. Or is it a Y N? It's a, I'm pretty sure it's Y N. Hold on, I that's have it right here. That's a white girl name if I've ever. It's K Y R S T I N E. Christine? Nope, Kirsten. I said K Y R. Oh, I was like, I'm so confused for a minute. Kirsten. Awesome. At gmail.com. Um, I'm pretty sure that is correct. I asked her to send me what her email was, and she didn't do it. So, we could, we'll probably update the email, uh, on the next podcast, but she will be here for, oh, no, we'll probably do a podcast before that. But Saturday, um, which you guys will not get it until Sunday, but we'll be doing a podcast with her after our photo shoot. Um, so yeah. It'll be three girls, one podcast. Yes, it will. And it's going to be about you men that listen. Not you men that listen, but you men that listen. No, you specifically. Yes, just We're looking you at guys. you, Jeffrey. Yeah, fuck you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> I love how you give, a, you give a bitch one pumpkin spice latte and she dyes her hair orange and suddenly starts talking like about bitch, a girl. Bitch, I had my hair my orange. My social media. I had my hair orange before the pumpkin spice. <laughs> Let me and make I, my joke. And I definitely didn't go, my social media is absolutely this. And you need to follow it. It is Harmony XOXOXO. Why are you adding me like that? <laughs> because I one of my emails has an XXO in it. Yeah, I'm not even... Did you make it when you were like... I made it when I was 19. Okay, I thought so. Like, that sounds like something you would do when you're like 19. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck off. I mean, can I use your colossal dick? <laughs> Listen, Linda, I will pass the fuck out if it gets hard. <laughs> She's such a small person, she'll just fall over. Mmm. She's a tripod. Kickstand it. Kickstand it. So, again, we hope you guys have a great day. Night. Morning. Weekend. Chinese food time. Chinese, every day is Chinese food day. Kind of what I want right now. We'll go get piercings, and then we'll see how everything's looking afterwards, and then we might get Chinese food. That or, like, a burger. I'm not in a burger mood. But anyways, we're going to end this podcast so you guys don't have to hear us debating what the fuck you I mean. just want the boon, Linda. God, I'm feed just praying. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. I gotta stop saying things that she'll just start saying that, because she is ruining this line of that movie for me. Why? Because you say it so much that I'm like, I need other fucking... Broaden your horizons and watch some fucking movies. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Love you. At me. I did. I stared right at you. At me, daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, um, I hope you guys really did enjoy this podcast. And I hope all... We really do hope this helped at least one person out there. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's one at a time with this, so... Just uh, don't get, keep asking yourself what the actual F is going on. Especially, especially in, in this, this podcast. podcast. Bye! Motherfucker play! <laughs> Love you! <laughs>